Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net, and we're glad to have you. I hope you listened to last week's uh, show. We had Kevin Stockland on, and we had part one. We got part two of Kevin Stockland as he's telling us about ESG. So if you missed last week's show, uh, make sure you go back and listen to it, because for all Americans, nobody really understands ESG. We've heard about it. Some people studied up on it, but you'll get so much information from Kevin Stockland and what he has dug into. And for those who weren't with us last week, uh, uh, Kevin does some great documentaries, and he did one about the uh, 2008 banking crisis. He has so much knowledge in the field, banking, and knowing exactly what these uh, big companies are doing, uh, colluding. We've talked about colluding, and is that uh, against, the, against the law to collude? Well, business, businesses can't come together and collude on prices and other things. And this ESG, they are colluding together to what? Well, they just say we're going to fight this climate change. Or how are they going to do it? It's still colluding. So uh, there's some... Uh, there's some laws that uh, we can we, we can look into. And what can you do where you are? What can your state do? What can you do to encourage your state? Well, we're going to talk about that on this part two of uh, Kevin Stockland's interview about ESG. Before we do, let me just say an intriguing happening in the 2024 campaign for president. All right, am I going to talk about Donald Trump? Or am I going to talk about... Uh, DeSantis? No, I'm going to talk about the Democratic Party. I'm not talking about Newsom in California. I'm not talking about Joe Biden, but I'm talking about someone who has announced, and that's RFK Jr. <laughs> and I'm old enough, and I guess I'm getting ancient now uh, because I've hit 60 years of age, but I have no memory of John F. Kennedy being elected because I was born the year he was elected. Uh, I was born in December of uh, 1960, and the election was already over. Eisenhower is still president, but just for another month or so. And John F. Kennedy uh, became president. And then after his assassination, and we had Lyndon Johnson. I have no rec recollection of the 1964 election, other than reading about it and studying about it. But 1968, the election, as a seven-year-old, in 67 and 68, I, I was enamored by RFK and his campaign and the Kennedy and what he had to say. And he had a great voice and he, he drew crowds. And then, of course, he was assassinated in California. 
just before the California uh, primary, I believe it was, and that and and again, uh, Lyndon Johnson got out because he knew um, he wasn't going to win. Everybody didn't like what was going on in Vietnam, and so. But during it all, as a seven-year-old watching news, seeing the campaign, yeah, I got behind RFK. I, I wanted. I was a, a boy in Mississippi in 1960. Uh, uh, seven and sixty-eight, spring of sixty-eight, and and that was uh, that that was something that you didn't see a lot of uh, um, people in Mississippi who were generally for Kennedy. Uh, well, I'll put that back. Uh, there were a lot of people in Mississippi who were just starting to vote African Americans who were very much for Kennedy, but. A lot of the white population was not for Kennedy, for Robert Kennedy. Uh, and so I'll tell you that I proudly stood up for Robert Kennedy, RFK. Uh, but but after he got assassinated, it, it broke my seven-year-old heart. And one of the things that I saw in Kennedy was hope. Now, was it manufactured? Going back and looking, you know, a seven-year-old, what, what did I know? But I knew that he brought hope out in people. He did for me at seven years old. I didn't understand the world, but I didn't know what was going on. But I did know that he brought out hope. Now, what is RFK Jr. doing? Well, he he is he is he's putting the, uh, the hurt on Biden in some ways because number one, he's talking bad about the vaccines. He's saying, you know, the vaccine mandates were horrible. He's talking about big government forcing big business and, and, and working together with big business and how that's not good for American freedom of speech. So RFK Jr. is bringing out these things that Joe Biden does not want to talk about. And guess what? He, uh, there's a poll and he just, he just announced. Most people have no idea because the mainstream media won't even cover it because they're covering up for Joe Biden. You know, we had a border crisis last week with uh, the, the Title 42 thing coming uh, to the conclusion. And, and, and during this massive run for the border and Joe Biden goes vacationing, goes to the beach, you know. Uh, so I think RFK Jr. may challenge Biden. And I think he may uh, win the heart and souls. Now, he... He's got a voice problem. It's hard to listen to. He, he uh, for a Kennedy, they have rousing speeches, but RFK Jr. really doesn't seem to be able to get a rousing speech because of a, a voice problem he's had since he was young. Now, do I like everything he stands for? Of course not. But I do like the fact that he's not afraid to tackle the big establishment that is controlling the Democratic Party and controlling this government in many ways. In many ways, I would like to see RFK Jr. really get some momentum to his campaign. And I'm saying anybody that knows that we'll bring him on the podcast, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. So if you have any kind of connections to RFK Jr. and his campaign, tell him to come on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Would love to interview him. And just saying that, as uh, as uh, we get ready to listen to Kevin Stockland, but uh, check out the website of uh, 
the presidential campaign for RFK Jr. Robert Kennedy Jr. running for President of the United States for the Democratic nomination. And you may have seen Roger Stone and others said, hey, he could be a good VP for Trump. That'd be a good ticket. But Robert Kennedy has said flatly that he would never be on a ticket with Donald J. Trump. If he wants to be president or vice president, he might want to consider <laughs> reconsider that, but he's not. He said that's no way he would be on a ticket with Donald J. Trump. But he can be a big part of the election in 2024. Dark horse coming out from nowhere. Can he challenge the big Democrat money people who control the Democratic Party? We'll see. We will see. We'll follow that right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. But now, part two, Kevin Stockland, ESG. And uh, I'm going to begin this interview. I'll be asking, telling them some of what's going on, what I've seen. What can you do if you're where you are in your state? I've asked uh, Michael Watson, the Secretary of State of the State of Mississippi, and uh, our Treasurer, uh, Mr. McRae, and our uh, uh, Attorney General, uh, and our Attorney General, great, she's the one that uh, brought the uh, presentation to the United States Supreme Court about the abortion ruling that, that overturned the federal uh, abortion issue or, or mandate across the nation. Now it's to each state. It didn't outlaw abortion, it's just that each state can decide about abortion. So uh, now her name is Lynn Fitch. So we have uh, a lot of ways that our state officials can fight back because, remember, uh, and we'll talk to uh, uh, Kevin about the idea of federalism, how the states have rights. And, you know, you have individual civil rights, and the states have rights that uh, the federal government is not supposed to encroach on. So interesting part two, ESG. Let's go right into it right now. But I, I was talking, I live in the state of Mississippi. Our show's broadcast out of Tupelo, Mississippi. And, of course, we go nationwide and even around the world. But the uh, I did talk to, like, our, uh, our Secretary of State of the state of Mississippi, Michael Watson. I also talked to our state treasurer and our attorney general, others. that They, they are trying to work together, knowing that Mississippi does not have a huge footprint in the financial hierarchy or whatever you want to call it. But but they are working together to see what they can do as far as uh, shareholder protection, pension funds, and all of these things that they want to work with Texas and Louisiana and Tennessee and other states like-minded uh, that, that know this is going on to fight back against ESG. Uh, so uh, do you know... Of other, as far as I know, they want to set up something, but there's not a there's not a group of that's formed yet that I'm aware of across the states or Republican-led states. Are, are you aware of one that's uh, out there now? Yeah, so there are several, and you know, states I think are starting to communicate with each other, and and you know, states are are really 
they're caught between a rock and a hard place here because to boycott these banks, um, you know, that's a cost to them. These banks underwrite municipal bonds and they provide other services and, and you need these banks. So there's a cost to them. But on the other hand, you know, these states are dependent, you know, states like Texas, Louisiana, Pennsylvania, Oklahoma, you know, these are energy states and they uh, are reliant on fossil fuels to generate jobs, but also to, to create energy so we can, can live and drive cars and have electricity. Um, the so they we are seeing state uh, officials start to gather. There is the State Financial Officers Foundation, um, and that is an organization of of state treasurers and other state financial officers, um, CFOs, whatever they call them. It's different every state, but um, they gather and they uh, work out to to assist each other um, how they can get corporations to depoliticize, how they can get corporations. Really, if they're banks, just do banking and, and stop trying to target our fossil fuel industries. There's also the American Legislative uh, Exchange Council, ALEC, and they work um, with state officials on how to craft laws against this sort of behavior, how to protect their industries and also consumers from being discriminated against because of their political views and things like this. We're increasingly seeing banks start to discriminate against customers uh, because of their political views, their religious views and things like this. And it's not just banks, it's also payment companies, whether that be you know PayPal or organizations like this. So there are organizations that are forming where state officials can get together, they can share ideas, they can share best practices, see what other states are doing. Um, and that uh, is picking up steam tremendously. Uh, state Financial Officers Foundation currently has 28 state members. So more than half of the states in the U.S. have now joined that organization. So what, what's that name of that organization again, Kevin? The State Financial Officers Foundation, SFOF. And does it I mean, does it have everybody like from California and New York and people are put are for ESG in there? Or is it more of uh, the conservative states? It's mostly the conservative states. Uh, California and New York are, are not members. Uh, I don't think a lot of the, um, the, the blue states are, but uh, they do have 28 states altogether that have joined as members. So more than half of the states in, in, in the U.S. are members of that organization. <laughs> I, and sometimes when I talk about states, you don't, I, I was talking to a father of uh, his son is at uh, Harvard Law School. said, well, I hope he can keep his conservative values. And he said, well, he's working hard on that. He said that uh, in the Harvard Law School, he said he, he, even the Northeast uh, liberals from the Northeast states, when California comes, they say, oh, that's that's too far, too far. So, so California, I know, is just so far left field that it, it's just unimaginable. And yet they have so much. The reason I'm saying that, they have so much uh, economic power when you look at states. And even though they they may be running into the ground, they still have so much more power because they have so much, uh, just so much money there, such a big state. Kevin, I'm going to give you a chance to answer that, but let me just remind everybody, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We're talking to Kevin Stockland about ESG and very important conversation that everyone needs to understand what's going on with ESG. So we'll continue that. We're going to let uh, Kevin answer uh, a question about the states here, but let me remind you that not only are you listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, you're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. And we know it 
it gets uh, put out across a lot of different platforms. But uh, our our, uh, our primary pl- platform is webtalkradio.net, and there's some great shows there. You can go look at all the shows. And we're glad we've been a part of Web Talk Radio uh, way over 10 years, probably uh, getting close to 15 years now. So uh, we've been glad to partner with them. And now the other thing I want to remind you, somebody uh, may have you haven't been listening to the show lately, I do have a new novel out, and you go to hatchybooks.com, H-A-T-C-H-I-E, Hatchy, hatchybooks.com, and you can order a copy of uh, Doc Holliday's new novel, and it's a, it's a beginning of a series, so that novel kicks off a series that will continue, action, adventure, thr- thriller, that uh, leaves you uh, with a surprise ending that uh, have you ready for the second book that will be coming out, hopefully, that toward the end of 2023. So uh, get your book and go to www com, and you can order your copy if you live in the United States. We ship only within the United States, but soon we're working on the ebook, and that will help people across the borders. Okay, now let's get back. And let uh, Kevin tell us uh, about the states and just what he thinks about ESG, what can be done. So take a listen. Very important. So They do. But I, I think you're also seeing a great migration out of these states. Uh, California, Illinois and New York are losing not only people, but companies and droves. They're moving to places like Texas and North Carolina and, and Florida and, and other locations where they, they have you know freedom to do business. But, you know, I think federalism is the the genius of the foundation of this country. And so I think this is ultimately a a big part of the solution. If people in California or New York or Illinois, you know, want to pass whatever legislation and and ban internal combustion engine cars and, and ban gas stoves and whatever else it is that they want to do and they vote for that, you know, that's fine. Let them do that. By the same token, if other states want to have these things or not try to tell consumers what to do, they should have that right too. And that, that's the beauty of our federalist system. You know, I will say the number one problem for this ESG movement is the United States and our constitution. It is our federal system. It's the fact that states do have rights and that we have as much possible local control over government when it comes to schools and regulations and things like that. Um, it's the separation of powers that the administrative state, the EPA, can't just decide things and pass them. And we all have to jump to the tune that we have congressional representation where laws get passed by elective representatives. So, And we have private property and, and private decisions that we can make a free exchange of capital and labor when we go out and we buy things or we invest or who what companies we're going to work for. So all of these rights that we have, freedom of speech, etc. Um, these are the biggest impediments to this movement. Well, I'm and glad so, you brought that out. Yeah, and just for our listeners, we've gone over this some, and but some people may be listening. When you say federalism, some people almost almost think of the federal government. But just just in a nutshell, explain to our listeners federalism. What you just were talking about? 
Yeah, I mean, the United States is unique in the world that we have so much power uh, that is controlled by the states versus the central government. Most other countries, you think of any country in Europe, central government controls the police, they set policy, they do everything. You know, it was so frustrating to the to the federal government during the pandemic. They were trying to do, to do lockdowns and, you know, vaccine mandates and everything else. They didn't have the authority to do any of it. All of that authority sits with the states. Education sits with the states. You know, a lot of regulatory things sit with the states. So the, the, this was the genius of our founding, that they allow a diversity in, in viewpoints and thoughts among the different states in this country. And the federal government does not have power police authority, for example, that's all, you know, locally controlled here in the United States. That's not a centralized thing, much as the FBI might like it to be. And what you are bringing out, and it is the beauty of our our constitution. We are a constitutional republic, and, and the states, we have rights as states, each state. And it should be what you were talking about. If New York wants to ban gas stoves, they should be able to, if California wants to. But you don't force it on the entire 50 states, and each state is like a, an experiment. If something works there, then they can share it. Uh, so so I'm glad you brought that out, and and, I'm, and it gives me I, – I wasn't trying to act like I was felt like we were overwhelmed and it's over, but I just wanted to bring out the fact that what you're talking about, we do have hope. We do have – our Constitution gives us hope. Our founders, what they put in place – has given us a tool to help, uh, our tools to help fight back against this uh, collusion of the progressive uh, left. I mean, it's moments like these when you really see the genius of the founders of this country and the way that they set up the government. Uh, the whole purpose of government in their minds was to guarantee our, our civil rights. And the, the structure of the system was to separate power so that no one becomes too powerful. And, and the, the, the federal government works for us. It should guarantee our rights and, and protect our borders and provide for the national defense. And that's more or less it. it for progressives, the government should be uh, essentially pushing whatever agenda is the latest one, whether that's climate change or whatever. And uh, and the role of government is to essentially push and arm twist and cajole and force people to go along with the agenda. So that's the clash of ideologies that we're seeing today. And we see the genius of uh, our founders setting up our system the way that they did. And as I said, that system is right now the number one biggest problem for the ESG movement. Well, that makes me feel a whole lot better. <laughs> and I know you got a documentary, The, the Shadow State, and you can find out more about it. Uh, uh, tell, tell our listeners about the documentary and, and how they can uh, uh, listen to that, see it. So The Shadow State, and I've been researching this as, as a reporter and writer for more than the past year, but The Shadow State is a documentary that uh, I did. It was It's produced by the, uh, the Epoch Times, and um, we basically look at this ESG industry. Uh, it's an investigation into what it is, what the goals of it are, how it works, uh, how this industry has gained so much power, how they're able to arm twist most corporations into going along with the agenda. But we also look at a lot of things that are happening that, that I mentioned at the state level, at the federal level, um, to push back against it uh, so that people get a sense that um, over the past couple of years, there there is a movement to stand up for our rights, stand up for our, our system, 
stand up for our, our constitutional republic, um, you know, against this progressive movement. And um, we feature interviews with CEOs, with economists, with politicians, some state officials, some state attorney generals, and, um, you know, a lot of people that are involved in this industry, just basically lifting up the hood and, and showing everybody how it works. Well, Kevin, you've been a remarkable guest because so many people talk about this and I haven't found anyone who had your knowledge that can present it in such a way. And, uh, and I wish we had more time, but uh, we will definitely uh, be looking at everything and then hopefully get you back on as we see how states do progress in fighting back and how our nation it, it gets educated about this so that we can react and that we can use the Constitution to help protect us from uh, the onslaught of collusion and the uh, and uh, what what's going on with the progressive left well i appreciate you having me on the show it's really been a pleasure talking to you well good luck and i i hope you can discover ways to really undermine what's going on with the esg so good luck to you kevin continue your good work thank you very much and you can find out more about kevin at the shadowstate.com theshadowstate.com. Look that up, and I will put a link on our uh, the opening uh, explaining the show. Uh, so go there and and click that link and find out more about Kevin Stockland. And man, he really knows so much about this issue, and you bring it right to the forefront just with uh, stable wisdom. Is what I think about, and I think about what Kevin has to say about ESG. Hope you're better informed. I hope you'll get out and tell your friends and neighbors and those who do not know about ESG, tell them to go to Doc Holliday's Rock Split and Politics, put this link out to them so they can know more about ESG. And as I mentioned, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, jumped in this presidential race. Uh, just check out and see where he stands on some things. See if you think Democrats would ever go to, you'd have to call him a moderate in so many ways and very conservative on some issues. And then on some issues, uh, he walks right along with the liberals. So, But it's interesting to see what would happen to a Kennedy who sort of caught on fire against the establishment Democrats and the establishment basically who's controlling our nation now, the deep state. Will he take on the deep state? And what will happen if he does? Wow. Uh, there is a great interview. If you follow the Gateway Pundit, we put some clips on sometime from them. But the thegatewaypundit.com, you can go there. There is an outstanding interview. It takes about an hour. They did with, uh, that the Gateway Pundit did with RFK Jr. And he goes into his uh, beliefs about how he believes uh, his uncle, uh, JFK was, uh, he believes, was murdered by the CIA. And he believes there's a lot of evidence and points to his father, RFK, being shot not by Sirhan, uh, but by, but by the, the CIA, possibly. That's what he, he alludes to. So very interesting interview on, on uh, uh, the uh, COVID vaccines and and big government and collusion of big government and big business. Oh, he's really got some things that the modern day uh, woke Democratic Party is not going to want to hear. But uh, so you can check that out. And listen, we'll see you next week right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. 
amazing things that happened building up for the 20, 2024 election year. And so we'll keep you posted right here. See you then next week. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. We'll be right back.